Hi, and welcome to In Gear, a podcast about marketing, technology, and anything else that comes up in conversation. In Gear is produced by Message Gears, a customer marketing technology provider serving radically different software for the world's largest brands. We hope you enjoy the show. Here are your hosts, India Waters and Danielle Profita Briner. Hi, welcome to the Message Years podcast in gear. I am your co-host, India, and as always, joined by Daniel Briner. And today we have an awesome guest, Chris Marriott, on to talk all things ESPs, what's happening, what's coming in the future. Um, and we will just chit-chat about that. And I'm just going to hand it over to Chris. If, Chris, if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing. Why, what, what's your expertise? Sure. I'm still processing the fact that you just told me there's no video and I showered and shaved <laughs> for no reason. Um, yes. I, I guess my wife will be happy. She'll, she'll benefit from that. Um, but uh, nevertheless, okay. So yeah, I'm Chris Marriott. I run a company, a, a boutique consultancy called Email Connect. And for the past 10 years, we have helped uh, enterprise brands through the RFP process um, when they're looking to switch ESPs, which means we have to have very good understanding among all the other things that we bring, a uh, very good understanding of the vendor landscape, um, which is why you brought me on I'm a, to talk about the vendors and the landscape. Awesome. I love it, absolutely. Um, I think being on the side of message gears, message gear side of the house, we are obviously ex message gears experts, but we try to keep a keep an eye out on the landscape. So it's nice to have a friend like you that uh, is definitely an expert on the landscape. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very niche position, but uh, somebody had to do it. I love yeah, it. I love I'm def- it. definitely going to lean into this boutique consultancy term because I have never heard that before and I am digging it. So, it sounds right. You. It makes it sound really, yeah, like, you know, it makes it sound really special. And uh, well, and we are. So yeah, if you're at all like in the message gear sphere, you are special. You're special right. to us, Chris. Well, good so, to be here. Let's Doubly go. good to be here. I'm trying to um, work out in my head a way that I could describe my personality as like boutique, but maybe it's just really niche. Um, <laughs> it's an acquired I'm gonna, taste. I'm going to workshop that. I'm going to workshop that. Um, but yeah, we've got a few questions for you, Chris, and we're excited to hear your thoughts. Um, starting with, <clears throat> you know, over the past uh, however many months, what is it like 18? We've been in a interesting world with COVID and everything. Um, so are there more or fewer companies looking to make technology changes thanks to the pandemic? So what have you seen in your experience? You know, for for our business, it went from absolute bust to boom. And and I and I <clears throat> I expected that um because a lot of companies when they locked down um weren't you know plans around uh, changing platforms or spending money with consultants to help them change platforms when they were laying people off, they were put on hold. And, and my, our pipeline, RFP pipeline just completely froze early in, you know, in March and April of 2020. What I also though expected the then coming out of it on the other side was there'd be a, a surge of RFPs and, and platform decisions the following year, this year, 2021, 
And that's absolutely been the case. There's a bunch of pent up demand. So they, so what we're seeing this year is companies that uh, put their plans on hold to do a vendor search in 2020 are doing them in 2021. And those that had planned to do it in 2021 all along are there. So um, you know, after barely getting by in 2020, because our business is managing our fees and there just weren't any, um, we've got our hands full this year. So uh, it's, it's, which to me indicates again, and, and I, you know, anecdotally, I hear about RFPs all over. And, and you add to that somebody like Oracle sunsetting the Brano platform, you know, making that announcement a few months ago. And now you have a couple of hundred uh, brands that probably didn't expect to do an RFP this year now having to do an RFP. Yeah, it's a big year for technology turnover in the MarTech space. Amazing. Love to be having those brands doing their RFPs because they can just turn their heads right on over to message gears. <laughs> uh, when when they're doing that, how have they like have you seen any requirements changes like as you're going through and ticking the boxes and helping them like you know guiding them through the process? Have you seen any change over the last 18 months in like what they're looking for then versus now? I haven't, you know, in truth, there hasn't been a lot of uh, the pandemic didn't, didn't really have a huge impact on, on what they're looking for. Um, there might be a little, they might be paying a little bit more attention to uh, the, the availability of a, of a customer service team, a, a services team at their ESP, because when, when in times of trouble, you want to be able to turn to somebody at, at your ESP to help out. And there were particularly, and, and I saw this with, uh, with, you know, one RFP we, we were in the middle of in 2020 that they, they, they finished later in the year um, uh, without really going through the end of the process. They were down to the final two, but they, the vendor they picked had an incredibly strong services team and they had laid off a lot of their, e or furloughed a lot of their email marketing team. And so now they could have, their vendor could backstop the people that were left at our client in getting campaigns out the door. So um, yeah, I would say, as I started to say no, but I would say, yeah, out, out of all the requirements, I think services showed themselves as uh, once again as being more important than a lot of brands often consider going into an RFP. And then they end up, at a at an ESP that doesn't pick up the phone and they're unhappy. And uh so that's all, you know, that's and, and that's probably one of the biggest reasons that brands, not the only reason, but one of the biggest reasons brands go to RFP is be, not because, you know, one reason is because there's a vague sense that there's something better out there. And that and that certainly is is becoming more and more prevalent in, in brands' minds. But also because they're they're tired of, of of nobody picking up the phone. They're tired of nobody appearing to care about them at the vendor. So, uh, but in terms of features and functionality, it's still it, that hasn't changed dramatically. They're still looking for the things they've always looked for. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, the grass is always greener, just as green as the paint on your walls behind you. <laughs> Dartmouth green. I know. I always hear India throw around the term white glove service at message groups yep. too. So I just kept hearing that. Well, it, yeah. it's funny because brands say, you know, a lot of brands think, well, we're self-service. Why do we need service? But it's, you know, would you want to live in a town without a fire department? And you know, services are the same thing. You, you may be self-service, but there's always going to be a time 
when you're going to need help. You're going to need either overflow campaign work. You're going to need help on some sort of complex integration. And who are you going to call? It'd be nice if it, it was your ESP. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to um, live in one of those towns that just has like that empty volunteer fire department building. Right. <laughs> What's going on with those? Like, it's like, I, I, I'm honestly asking. Bring but... your own host. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's why I, I love that fire department analogy. You don't think about the fire department until you need them. And then you certainly want somebody to pick up the phone when you call and say, my house is on fire. Or my automated campaign didn't launch at 6 a.m. on Saturday. Now, house on fire is probably worse than your automated campaign didn't launch, but unless it's Black Friday, right, right, yeah, then I think you're right. I think you, I think the campaign not launching would probably be worse than your house burning down. <laughs> I hope, I hope none of us ever have to make that uh, comparison and, and say, you know what, they were wrong. <laughs> I totally it is worse than having your house burned down. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> And it, yeah, so it's it's BYO hose and not BYO services. We're here to help. Um, right. But yeah, so um, again, kind of just thinking about thing, things that people are putting more um, emphasis on when looking for new technology. Um, what do you think some of the biggest mistakes companies make when they're thinking about either marketing technology as a whole or new marketing technology? I think especially to put a more message here, spin on it too. When we look at the marketing technology landscape, I think so many people are um, just assume that technology has to be one way. And, and mm-hmm. so that's kind of like my my view of it. But like if we could get like even more in the nitty gritty, like just some mistakes that they they from the get go, especially like, you know, when you're making these RFPs, you're helping them. Like what kind of things that you do you try to help these companies think about in a more granular, more better way to evaluate tech? I mean, there's. There's a lot of mistakes that I see companies making today. Um, one is is uh, there, there's an increasing tendency for companies to uh, potentially over-platform. Uh, and by that, I mean, they got a CRM, now they're looking at an ESP, and they got another group looking at a CDP. And without sort of doing it methodically, saying, what, what don't we have? We've got our CRM, now we're putting in this ESP. What are we missing that requires a CDP? Or on the other hand, we've already got a CDP. What don't we need in an ESP when we go out to look for one? What are things we don't need so we don't get more ESP than we need because we're doing it in our CDP? So the tendency to over-platform, I think, is or potentially over-platform is a, is a big mistake companies could make. And, and what's the downside of over-platforming? You're spending money. Uh, on overlapping features and functionality. The other big mistake I see companies make is relying, going out to look at, to, going out to RFP, whether it's for ESP platform or or any sort of MarTech platform, and sort of following the fla- what I call the flavor of the week uh, inclusion policy, which is who is everybody talking about? Who have I heard about? Who, That's and, what I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, and, and I see that all the time now. Your brands will come to me and say, we're down to uh, the final two, and one of them will be a, a, a marketing cloud, and the other will be what I call the cheap and cheerful platforms that are sort of, you know, the type of platforms that have their pricing on the website. 
and and they're down to and that's their final two and their and their question is what do we do and I say start all over because you clearly don't know what you need but it, more importantly let's say you're a, you're a company a brand inviting six ESPs to bid pitch your business let's say three of them are 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 good choices based on what your requirements are assuming you know what they are and three of them are flavors of the week that really don't meet your requirements you now have a 50% chance of picking the wrong ESP because you've, you've put these ESPs into your selection process that really sh- you know, should never have been invited. And that's another mistake I see brands uh, increasingly making. And, and, and that really is coming down to not fundamentally understanding their requirements. So they go out to buy a car and come back with a boat and a bicycle and say, which one? And so it all starts with the requirements because, you know, India, as, as you were, you, you touched on, and I think that's an important point. You need to know your requirements. Let the vendors tell you how to address, address them and be open to things that aren't the tried and true way of doing something. Because again, you shouldn't care how they address that requirement. You should only care, can they address it and can they address it better than vendor B? Yeah, What's funny and interesting is like what I'm hearing through all of this because I came I came into message careers and I was like there is literally no way like we're the only company doing this but it turns out like we do we are connecting right to your data like it's just yeah. it literally it drives me insane how um like you're saying people go for the name or the flavor of the week and you're like well like that may be very shiny but um it's it's just wild how we offer like something so radically different. And when people finally kind of click, um, it clicks in their brain, they're like, holy moly. I think that that like rolls perfectly into our next question, by the way. Let me take advantage of that. Um, Okay. There's been a lot of talk lately, Chris, about next gen platforms. What do you think makes a platform next gen? I love that question. You know, and, and, and any, Anybody, <laughs> any ESP could come in here and claim to be next gen. Um, and a lot do claim that they're next gen. And my definition is my definition. Uh, and let me start with message gears meets the meets my definition of a next gen platform. So good, good news for you guys. If you're, as you call yourselves next gen, I think you are. Um, and, and the, Next gen doesn't just mean a, a new a, a newish platform, though most of them that that are that I think are next gen are probably not much more than 10, 10, 12 years old, which seems old, but when you look at the legacy platforms, they're 20 years old. So the next gen are are half as old. Um the number one qualification um is that I think their architecture potentially redefines how we think about email platforms. And that gets, again, to message gears where you guys, again, you know, your hybrid solution, you have redefined, as you were saying, Danielle, nobody does it the way you do it. Um, you know, you're not the only one. I think, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, other competitors of yours that, that I won't name, but but that have, have whether it's through non-SQL databases, schemaless databases, uh, and, 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 and vast amounts of data structure, or whether it's uh, the concept of real-time uh, data and platforms that can that can deploy unlimited amounts of real-time data. Mm-hmm. There are there are there are a number of 
of these platforms that that for those reasons that are you disqualified if you look like every sort of legacy ESP? No, but you're certainly more of a next gen if you challenge brands to think differently about how an how an ESP platform is supposed to look and function. The number two thing that I think about um, uh, next gen is they they embrace the label. ESP. They willingly embrace the label ESP. Legacy brands give give away their legaciness all the time when you find when when they refuse to talk say that they're an ESP. And what that means is that next gen platforms invest in email rather than around it. And and by what what I mean by that is they 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 invest in things the email practitioner. You know, we talked earlier about features and functionality. And it had that changed. No, but only the next gen are really listening to it uh, because they are. They're investing in things that the practitioner is looking for in their next platform. And, and guess what, folks? Those people are the decision makers. And what legacy platforms often make the mistake is investing around it. They want to be, you know, uh, uh, you know tr- digital transformation. And, and they talk to the C-suite. And, and those aren't the decision makers. Next gen platforms talk to the practitioner. So re, architecture that redefines or just doing things, whether it's a whole architecture or it's just a different way of doing certain things, that's number one, next gen. And number two is they say we're an ESP. And the thing about that is saying you're an ESP, when a, when a brand hears the word ESP, and I say this to, to, to vendors all the time, when a brand hears ESP, they're thinking multi-channel marketing automation and, and transactional capabilities. They're not thinking a simple email platform. They, they are thinking, their expectation is that an ESP will be multi-channel will be the have the marketing automation will do transactional will will do all of that and that's one of the re, and and again so they're they're aligning what they call themselves with what brands are looking for and not all these convoluted names that a lot of legacy platforms uh, talk about when they talk about their technology you know and, and, and it's it's fed by Forrester, which which is doing more and more and more waves with the same platforms. And so you have platforms appearing in the CDP waves, appearing in the customer experience platform wave, appearing in the marketing automation platform wave, appearing in the ESP platform wave. It's, it's like, make up your mind. What are you? You're, you're all ESPs. And again, brands, brands know that and brands look for that. And I said earlier in, in, the, in the program that one of the drivers of, of brands, I said there was two main things. One is a sense that something better is out there. And the other was, you know, I'm tired of no one picking up the phone. The next gen platforms have, have risen in prominence in the RFP world. I, I mean, we're looking at them in our RFPs more and more and more because, because it's what, you know, it, it is the next gen. We're still looking at legacy, but we're looking at, at them. But that sense in brands that something better might be out there, that's being driven by the next gen. And they can't put a, they, they can't put a finger on what it is but, but it, again, it's fear of missing out, uh, as the kids say, FOMO, um, is really a, a major element. And the next-gen platforms are the ones creating this sense of unease. They, when brands hear about message gears and hear about 
how you do things differently, you know, it, well, is, is that better? Should, why, why don't we, why doesn't our ESP do it that way? Do I, should I look at them? Well, and maybe you should. So yeah, that's, I, mean, you know, I, I think that's, that's, I that's also specific. interesting part of driving RFPs. I just had to jump in and say, I am specifically targeted by a few of our very huge enterprise clients um, via email, via text message, via push notifications daily. When we have email sends down from these people, I know why, because right now I'm doing no spend August and they don't like that. So, right. you know, it's yeah. right no there. spend August. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that every other month, Danielle? I am a big online shopper. <laughs> I need to, I like real, I let it reel out and then I like reel it back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Chris, I couldn't agree more too, though, on, on continuing to, to really call yourself an ESP. I also, I have a, a theory too. It's like when you just sort of like say these uh, words that don't um, connect to something that somebody knows, then they don't hear it. It's like hearing a word in a foreign language that you don't understand. Yeah. You're like, I hear you, but I'm, I can't connect it to something. And so then I can't process what it might do or help me with. So like, I, right. I truly um, uh, agree with, um, calling tools in ESP if they're in ESP. And I think it actually goes back to kind of something we were talking about at the beginning of the, I'm going to go with program. Cause I like that a lot. Like, um, it, that like, you know, you saw a little bit of a bust and then a boom with the pandemic, we really got to see that email is for sure not a dying medium. And right. And and there, it's more important than ever to reach customers. And so then to further lean in, and obviously I know ESPs, we all know ESPs do more than email, but like, it's okay to lean into email. We just saw like, it's more important than ever to reach people in their inbox, in their home, because we're all home, you know? Right. And, and it's it's the customers you know you have. So um, I, I think that actually take, is a cool first full circle moment even if yeah, it's in it, my head. It, it, unless no, you're a mobile it. first brand, and there are some of those yeah. you know, that qualify as mobile first, like an Uber or something. The reality is 99.9% .9 of your outbound messaging is going to be email. It's not going to be push to app. It's not going to be text. It's going to be email. And yeah. that's what drives the cost. And that's what drives the decision. And, and so again, to your point, India, yeah, it, don't run from the label because they're looking for email platforms that have this other stuff, but they're looking for email platforms. These Absolutely, things are not all yeah. treated equally. We can yeah, host not. a conference here. We can call it lean into email. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could, um, I'm like imagining some um, cover art for that, but this is a podcast. So um, anyways, know, yeah, apparently there's no video. Yeah. It's you know, only I've a recording. I've taken a few screenshots and I'm going to make well post them on our Instagram. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I also kept thinking as we were talking about next gen, just the phrase like next gen, next gen, we're all a couple gens away. Like we need to figure out what we're going to call this like next gen jump for email because you know yeah all different gens here or, or it could just be the new next gen the email the gen next this gen. this this group could be next gen classic and then there'll be the, the new new next gen we are all marketing adjacent here clearly so. right. <laughs> wow I can, 
I get like one strike of marketing creativity, maybe every four days. Um, and that's not enough to carry. We're about to foster some creativity though, with the lightning round. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Um, Turn up that volume. Yeah. Turn up the volume listeners. Um, for those who tune in every week, you know, what's coming, but for Chris, uh, reminder, this has literally nothing to do with email. Okay. So um, this is just us getting to know Chris Marriott. Um, right. And it's just, you know, right, right from the shoot from the belt, just whichever answer comes to you. Um, and I believe I have five questions here. Um, we're going to start off with an easy one. One, two, three. Jeans or khakis? Jeans. If given the choice, would you rather encounter an alien or ghost? Alien. My favorite one. Favorite sitcom? Seinfeld. Uh, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. What are you currently watching on Netflix? There's so much. I mean, I'm not. Uh, um, what am I currently watching? Well, I'm re-watching Travels with My Father. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Oh, love, 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 love that. I, I, yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us and for playing along. Uh, it was great. Uh, a lot of fun talking to you ladies. Uh, you're, yes. You ask good questions and, and, and you know what you're talking about. Oh, thank you. No one ever tells me that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I tell you that. Thank you, Chris. It's yeah. so nice to meet you virtually. Yes. yes. Awesome things. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to the program. We'll see you probably in two weeks like normally. (laughs) This has been In Gear, a podcast from Message Gears. Please make sure to subscribe so you can get the latest episodes delivered right to wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know how we're doing. We would love your feedback. Visit us at messagegears.com to learn more and to get in touch. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.